wet hacking cough. Carson, can I tag you? Carson from 3D Joe's is joining us. Sure. Hey, we're live. Yeah. Get with it. As always, Joe Colton <laughs> has something to say right as we go live. That has Man. nothing. Whatever. First words. But when we say we're about to go live, Joe Colton takes that as, oh, I have <laughs> 10 more minutes to talk about. <laughs> okay. We're going live in three, two, one. Joe Colton takes that as, oh, I have 10 right? more I mean, minutes. Right. I mean, it's madness. Mm -hmm. It's madness. Okay. We're going live in three. All the time. Two, All the time. Hmm. Anyways, uh, good evening, everybody. It's a little after nine o'clock. <laughs> What's on Show Mind Team Stream? Ten minutes. I'm Mike Arizari. Uh, with me, you see Full House tonight, as we have uh, guests in in the in the. What do, do we have? A waiting room. Everything's virtual. I don't know what's going on. But uh, we'll, we'll start with the regulars. Uh, the former head of marketing for the GI Joe brand at Hasbro. He's the hot show, Mark Weber. That's this guy. Right? Whole keeping effort the, show. Yep. Keeping the lights down at the Weber household so they don't reflect off of him. Well, if I turn up the lights any brighter, all the Red Sox fans surrounding me out here are going to come pummel me for my Yankee hat. So yeah. just keep it I on I thought you were just going to spontaneously combust from the light. You know what? I can make it turn red and we'll see what happens. But I don't think any of us is ready for that. So we'll just keep it here. Got the mood lighting going. It's all good. And live from her living room, it's the queen of G.I. Joe cosplay. Joe Colton is with us. Hi, everybody. So, Joe Colton, uh, I was pleased. I was impressed that you showed up early and you, you still managed to, to talk when we started the. the... You're welcome. I'm just I'm, you're, you're versatile. I'm 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 impressed. Notice again, G.I. Joe T-shirt. Whatever. What's the blue drink? Some terrible Mountain Dew, right? What is the blue drink? You have to answer that. It's it's an alcoholic beverage for tonight. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> what is that? Is that you're trying to do a an Australian accent? Do you have a Foster's or something? I taught my daughter to cheers. She's got her little milk bottle. And when I say cheers, she goes, dink. That's solid awesome. right there. Yeah, it's pretty great. 15 months, that's pretty great. Yeah. Toasting already. Mm-hmm. And of course, it joining us in tonight's fourth chair, our former co-host. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate you guys. Owner and admin of 3dshows.com uh, and uh, breaker of the big news tonight. It's Carson Metaxas. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's good to be back, man. I have I have a soft spot for what's on Joe Mine. You, you guys broke the news on 3D Joe's like nine years ago. Mm -hmm. So we we freaking better have a soft spot. Yeah, been trying to get back <laughs> on the show how many times? And you're like, well, I got stuff to do. I, I, I got have, a baby. I have important people to interview and a baby to raise. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> last Friday we did push this a week, but it was well worth it because we got an awesome interview. More more on that later. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, hey, we try. We we we, we try to keep you in the family here, Carson. <laughs> It's good to be here, man. And I've been tuning in with you guys on a pretty regular basis. Like yeah. fr Friday nights, I'll see your live stream pop in, and I'll jump in and throw some comments up. You are normally over in the in the live stream. I don't what do, what do we want to call that? Like the snake pit, the peanut gallery. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Oh, I like the snake gallery. pit. I like the snake pit. Man. No, sure, we'll go with that. So normally, yeah, we we do see you over in the snake pit with with some of the regulars. 
I feel like I usually end up chatting it up with your brother. Well, we, now that we've made uh, Rack Time Rob the moderator, nice <laughs> drunk with power, so he, he may not talk anymore. It's Oli. He's the Booker. <laughs> He's the grouchy old man in charge of, of booking. Yes, that's it. The Rock, Oli Anderson. <gasps> so, Joe Colton, what? What again? You didn't answer the question. What type of adult beverage we we chugging down here? Um, it's some vodka with blue carousel. All right. Was that so hard? Some lime juice. Was that so hard? No. No. That's all we want. <laughs> Depends on how much vodka. Always me. <laughs> Friday night, you're an adult. You get like to have vodka. You want. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we can see it's mostly clear. So yeah. Yeah. Clear enough. But <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> hasn't it though? Hasn't it? Uh, you I got off, I got off work at seven p.m. So. You can tell by my my zero sugar cream soda. <laughs> oh God, I gotta I gotta increase the booze budget. Is what I gotta do. <laughs> Just don't get a four dollar vodka. Those no. things are not, no. not good. Four dollar vodka. I don't have the patience to get all the chunks out. Surely Carson has a hookup with for some Carolina moonshine. Send Ooh. up your way, huh? The the stuff with the peaches and the raisins is the best. I'll tell you that. There we go. I never gravitated to the white lightning. You know? <laughs> Peaches and raisins. That's fruit juice, right? Mm. I mean, technically. You could leave it there fermenting for a decade and still drink it. It's fine. It's got it's vitamin. Good. It's good. Is it fine? It's good. Terrifying. <laughs> it, gets, it gets better. Right. <laughs> right. Don't gravitate to the white lightning because you enjoy eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> Can you run your car engine off of it? <laughs> no, all right. So I'll do a quick segue. When I was in college, you know, I studied video at college, right? I did a rap video for this local rap group. And the name of the song was Corn Liquor. And we went to Eastern North Carolina and went to some liquor houses. And I was in some neighborhoods. People like me aren't usually there, right? And so we had white night, white lightning. We had the peaches and raisins. We had spam sandwiches with mayonnaise. Like we, it was legit. We had they had the pig feet and everything. It was amazing. It was a it was an experience. Was, was that was those fried uh, sandwiches? Those fried spam sandwiches? Yeah. Well, you just put it on. You know, you cook it on the stove with some butter and toast it a little bit and throw the spam on there with some mayonnaise. That was about it. All right. Have you had cow's tongue? No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Can't say I want to either. <laughs> this is sound, that's not a bucket list item. Mm -mm, no. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we got lots of news. Let's let's get to that first. Yes. Some, some <laughs> Look at that joke, Colton. He's back back for right. He's taking over. <laughs> not just reclaimed his spot, but took a I big used, chunk of yours too. I used to love that part. <laughs> Just for tonight, Carson can do it. I appreciate it. Take right. the white job enough. away. Special effects department has sounded in. <laughs> First news item. Uh, Koto Bukia has announced a Don Moreno. Uh, Don, of course, is Snake Eyes 2. And she will be the latest in the line, which has already spotlighted female characters, Scarlet, Baroness, and Lady J. Uh, we don't have an image to show you. Because they didn't show us an image either. But I guess that's just kind of a keep your eyes peeled. You'll know it when you see it because those statues are pretty distinctive. Uh, we'll go to our lead female correspondent, Joe Colton. 
How do you feel? <laughs> You're not pleased, Joe Colton. I'm going to guess. I think, that. I think that says it all. Your silence speaks a thousand words. <sighs> what What bothers me about it is that this is the first physical representation of Don Moreno, and it's going to be in a cheesecake statue, and that bothers me a little bit. Why? Like, right? he's so badass. Like, but you know, Scarlet Lady J and Baroness are, are badass too, and I don't know. I, again, not not my cup of tea. Not not my how it what fifty seventy dollars. I don't know. So I saw the Baroness one in person at a comic book shop because I was like I wanted to see what it looked like, and I was like, meh. It's it's pretty, but it's not like it's it's very curvy. She's very sexy, but to do that to Dawn, I'm like, eh. You can sex anything up. Carson's got one. That's my motto. <laughs> like well, this is a, this is a sexy falcon bust. Oh, or are you dressing like, up as a sexy falcon? <laughs> this is shirtless falcon. No. No, maybe. Did you bring? I was you sure you were falcon? coming back with with a bishoju sexy uh, falcon. <laughs> falcon, yeah, shirtless. I have no issues. With these statues. I mean, okay, so I understand the cheesecake argument. Yeah. But looking at it in person, the details on this are really, no. really nice. The textures yeah. on her pants, for example, um, her boots, like the sculpt detailing is incredible. It's a it's a cheesecake style. Yes, it's a little over sexualized. Mm. And here's the biggest point that I take with it, with Dawn being given this treatment. She's a teenager. Like, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> let, yes. let her grow up a little bit, and then maybe cheesecake her. Don't, don't, you know. At 18 years old, didn't they tell her yeah. she had to wait until she turned 18? And then as soon as she did, she could do basic, and then she could join the Joes or something. Mm -hmm. She's too, she's too young for that treatment. And the second thing I'll say is Zarana should be the next candidate for this treatment. Yeah. Zarana was the sexiest card art that they ever made for the Real American Hero line. If there's one female character I would pick for that treatment next, it would be Zarana. Or so, Heartwrencher. Yeah, Heartwrencher's awesome, but you know my heart lies yeah. at the Real American Hero more. So, wow. no, I've gotten all three of them. I haven't got the variants, but I, I mean... What won me over about them was the detail. The level of, the level of detail in the sculpts are really nice. I, oh, there's no argument really that they're they're great for what they are. Mm -hmm. I just I it just if if it's me if I'm going to see Don Marino uh, represented in plastic, how about we make a classified figure of her first or or yeah. together yeah. a put together a retro style figure of her in three and three quarter size or something like that. That's all. market as a brand manager, Mark. Why do you think they allowed this to happen? I mean, there's so many obvious like things that are kind of wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, even in that same line, right? The one that, like, Baroness looks like the Baroness in that mm -hmm. style. Scarlet looks like mm -hmm. Scarlet in that style. Lady J is pretty good. And then they put this weird-ass hat on her, right? It's like an old-school policeman's hat. Do you and have it? I haven't seen that one. Look at this. Right? I mean, it's not a gung-ho level <laughs> hat mess up. Right. Um, it's not the wrong but, military branch. 
But why why wouldn't you have her in a baseball cap? That's her thing. It's a defining yeah. thing. If you're going to put a cap on Lady J, and you don't have to, it's not like it isn't J without it, especially because her cartoon representation didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But to have them, don't, for God's sake, don't put the wrong hat on her. It looks like you're, like you don't know your own property. So, you know, I don't know. It, it feels like they asked to do Dawn and Hasbro went, okay, fine, sure, whatever. We're not doing anything with her. I think yeah. a real uh, interesting question, though, is knowing who Dawn Moreno was. Why aren't they doing anything with Dawn? Because really, she had a pretty big rock to roll uphill, right? As a bit of a Mary Sue at the beginning. And she's the Snake Eyes replacement, right? Talk about big shoes. And you yeah. know what? She's kind of pulled it off, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Don Marino hatred out there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe jump on board with that. I just, it is weird to me that Hasbro hasn't taken more advantage of it. Now, granted, they haven't had a lot of retail lines to salt her into, but it is weird that this is the first representation of it. And and the, the big point I was waiting to, to fire out with a bazooka, Carson beat me to. It's 18 in the comics, right? So, and we haven't seen it yet, but this entire line is built around sex appeal. It is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't imagine she's just going to be looking cool with swords. I, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a little bit problematic if you think of her as 18 years old. And and one of the things that surprised me, because I haven't seen these in package before uh, until Carson held it up. Why are yeah. they obscuring the figures so much on the front panel? Yeah, there's very, barely any kind of cellophane to see in there. You can see it through the top a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you can see through the front a little bit. I was surprised, Mark, when this arrived in the mail and I turned around like, okay, where's the opening? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, uh, when- And then when you look inside of it here, I'll, I'll actually crack one of these open. Um, so when I saw the Baroness, she was just on a stand, like behind glass. Like, so I didn't right. even know that that's how it came. That's. Yeah. I mean, I like the window box. I just wish the window were bigger. It's bigger, right? mm-hmm. yeah, that's, absolutely. That's a tiny little window to. There's a get lot in there. of uh, a lot of a lot of design lot of on that box. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's enough collectors that prefer to keep them sealed. That so, I don't think you'd want to show it off. It's clamshell sealed between two pieces of plastic, but then mm-hmm. inside of that, there's like other plastic wrapped around her. So she's really kind of you can see her face pretty good. But the rest of her is very obscured. So, Mark, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that's why they really didn't open that window panel up much because and, yeah. there's honestly not much to see with all this wrapping material in here. And that's to protect the, the paint apps, I guess? I, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll crack it open, though. We'll have a look at it if you guys have some time. We well, can move on to something else. I'm going to mute I'm gonna mute my microphone. It's an unboxing video. <laughs> Before you do that, Carson, I, I need some dutes for next news item. Okay. All right. Uh, next news item: Hasbro Pulse has launched in the United Kingdom. And surprise, surprise! The Cobra Viper sold out for them already, too. But yes, uh, Hasbro Pulse has has launched in the UK. Uh, so fans on that side of the Atlantic can uh, can get a hold of some of the exclusives that have not been made available to them that have only been made available here on our side of things in, in the U S and Canada. And, um, yeah, they're, they're out of Vipers already. So before everybody starts freaking out, freaking out, uh, yeah. Um, 
I, I think they sent emails asking if you wanted to hold on to your pre-order. No, that was just Mark. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Oh, they didn't. They didn't, by the way. But They did not. So No. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, great. If you're in the U.K., uh, drop us a line. Let us know how that experience is going for you. I typically don't uh, – I don't like, I shouldn't say I typically don't. I don't really have any complaints with Pulse over here other than we mm -hmm. have to wait a little bit longer, but <laughs> I've never had something that gets, that got canceled or anything by it. So, yeah, the, us the usual complaint I hear is that they ship the Pulse pre orders after this other retailers' pre orders. But that's the only thing I hear people say negative. But that's got to be part of their deal, too, right? If they were shipping their yeah. stuff at the same time or, God forbid, earlier. The, re the retailers would absolutely have a gigantic problem with that. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it may have been a surprise to some people, but it is the norm and it won't change. So, you know, okay. at, the, at this point, you're either down with it or you shouldn't be ordering. Um, okay. But like, my, like Mike said, I've had zero problem with any of my Pulse interactions or orders or mm -hmm. I had a I had a Scarlet with a, a cracked neck scene that I sent him a picture of and they just sent me a new one. They didn't ask That's for awesome. it back. They just went, here you go. Sorry about that. Like Hasbro's customer service is absolutely first rate. I, and I've seen several testimonies online on Facebook mainly that echo your sentiments, Mark, that if something broke and they, they contacted customer service about it, that they sent them a replacement figure, either the same figure or something of equal value, supposedly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I will, I will posit this. Having her in hand, the only thing that's like sexually seductive about her is like, it's a little tight in the derriere area. Right. But well, other than that, <laughs> it's tight. Um, but other than that, I just don't, I'm okay with these. And I, you know, it's weird to be made to feel guilty about wanting to buy a GI Joe collectible. This is the first GI Joe collectible I can remember where somebody on Facebook tried to shame me because they were talking negatively about these. And I was like, well, I don't know. It's maybe it's a blah, blah, blah. And they were like, blah, blah. you know, you should be ashamed kind of thing. So uh, it's, it's an interesting position to be in as a collector to I want mean, to buy something that's GI Joe and then to have other people make you feel bad about it. So in other words, there's lots yeah. of reasons that you should feel ashamed, but that's not one of them. Thank you. Right. I appreciate that, Mike. All right. <laughs> that's what I'm getting from that. That's, Her hat that's, is very distracting. Like now that's huge. Mark <laughs> it's huge. Right. It's like, it's almost Mario Brothers esque. Oh, that's it. She should be jumping up and getting coins right now. Is, doom, is that the Mario? It's pretty awesome, though, man. The details, the knife on the boot, the way the pants are tucked in and folded, mm -hmm. and all the creases and everything. Like the details are freaking. They're nice on these. Yeah. Uh, those so, pants are definitely nice. It's just not my forte. Yeah, those I get pants, it. The pants are definitely tucked in. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the sideshow collectible. Remember the giant fairness that like the really nice looking. Yes. Like that to me is sexy. It's very sexy. It's yeah. no tighter. It's no less tight than this is. The you're talking about the premium format figure with the cloth covering the derriere. I'll show it to you. It is every bit as tight as that is. Yeah. Do you want to say But I, I don't know what it is. Like she, it's different. I don't know. <laughs> it's that's the Don Reno one is like just Mike. Freaking Mike and Mark, we're going to test this. I'm going to show you the Baroness, and I'm going to show you Lady J, and you can tell me if it's any different. What's more impressive than Carson having any random thing we mention 
uh, in his collection is that he has it handy. He knows yeah. where everything is, right? Oh, here we go. Zooming in. I, I really didn't see this being the direction this episode took. <laughs> Carson showing us like the axes of figures. Right. I mean, in, in the name of equal opportunity, Carson, you got any of the like, five figures you want to show off and ask for? Or? To, be, to be fair, Joe Colton was the one that brought this topic up. I'm just illustrating it with the products. Yeah. I mean, we, we get you. I'm just saying, like, for this it, is it, a great for our female, a really nice figure. For our female viewers, do you have any of the guys you can show off in a similar way? Yeah, which one do you want? Uh, we don't care. I don't, I, do I care? I don't care. I, I love Mer this figure. Mercer. Cheers. Mercer. Go get a Mercer. Mercer uh, Ricondo. Oh, no. Ooh, I've got a custom sideshow Ricondo I'll pull down for you. There you go. Just for Joe. This will turn into like the Carson shows off his toys show. Got to be careful with this. <laughs> it happens. You know, if you were a Hollywood couple, you'd be Rakan's Joe. <gasps> See what I did? <laughs> so good. Carson's Moonshots tonight at nine. Right? Ask Carson questions on what's on Joe mind. All righty. Yeah, I was going to say Duke or some other male figure. Anyways. Carson dressed as a Falcon. <laughs> Carson, can I get some next news item dudes? He's on mute. He is Joe. Joe Colton's gig. He is Joe. Wow. He took your whole stick. He's drinking. He's muted. He's muting. It's like we're the same person. We're the same person. It is page one out of the Joe Colton playbook tonight. Wow. Wow. I've been taking notes. Clearly, I did. I mean, Joe Colton, it'll be five years since she joined the show in April, so that's wow. a long time to figure out that ah! when he talks, this is where like he puts me out to pasture and gets to, like, <laughs> yeah, five years clearly, five years is it because you know, in, in 10 years in May, it will be me doing 10 years, so it, yeah. it five years is the limit, anyway. <laughs> I, I want to. Uh, a gold watch or something. Do we get a statue? <laughs> what do we get? <laughs> I'll figure something out. Maybe get some you, dollar. Get you one of those one of those gold dukes from the rec room or something. I've got a gold duke from the there rec room. There you go. Yeah. We'll just re-gift you that. As I recall, traditionally after five years is when they eliminate your position. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's your experience. That's what, I heard that happens. Ouch. That's terrible. Next news item. Anyway. <laughs> Batman to face Snake Eyes. Yeah. In the upcoming Batman Fortnite Zero Point series, in issue number three, Snake Eyes will square off with the Dark Knight in a comic event that is surely not to be missed. Uh, the book will be available on May 18. And for those that are concerned, Racktime Rob has recovered fully from his cardiac care and is resting comfortably. As Racktime Rob is both the foremost Snake Eyes fanboy and the foremost Batman fanboy um, that any of you know, and I'm not taking arguments. But uh, yeah, Snake Eyes versus Batman. That came out of left field, didn't it? Yeah, but I it's silly. Like 
I feel like it's the comic gods like apologizing to Rob for dead game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we get it. We will give oh, you Bat Batman versus Snake Eyes. How's that? Not apologizing to Rob Liefeld. No. That makes yeah. sense. Because, yeah, yeah, I was going to say the last highly touted book was Liefeld coming on Dead Game, and we saw how that went. So Yeah. yeah. We can't talk about Rob Liefeld. Mark, Mark, remember who you got, Batman or, or Snake Eyes? Uh, I'm going to bet about two-thirds of the way through they realize they shouldn't be fighting each other, and then they go after the real villain. That, that was not the question. Who you got, Batman <laughs> or Snake Eyes? I mean, come on. I mean, really? I guess they're both ninjas, right? But... Come on, this is a G.I. Joe show, right? This is not what's on Batman's mind, right? So, yeah, I got Rich Boy goes uh, falls in the third round. Joe Colton. Eat, eat it, Bruce Wayne. Uh, I'm going to go Batman on this. Come on now. No guns for Batman, right? Oh, oh. yeah! <laughs> Mike, did you get rid of her? Car Carson, who you got? Sausage uh, party! Oh. Yeah, Batman's got... Some ninja training, yes. Yeah. Right? He went and trained at a Razagul if we're following the movies. Um, he's not Snake Eyes. He, he doesn't. No. To me, Batman's also a detective. He's also a rich guy with gadgets. He's so many other things. Let Snake Eyes be the better ninja and kick his. I do agree with Mark, though. They're halfway through, they're going to come together and like yeah. fight the real bad guy. Well, of course. But honestly, like 10-year-old me would be totally fine with that. Like I, I try to like put away my pessimistic 40-year-old mentality and look at the fact that there's a Snake Eyes and Batman crossover coming, and 10-year-old me would have thought that was the coolest thing ever. And just like let it be cool, you know? I think Wizard Magazine did this back in the day. Yeah. They used to have a, a segment where it was two, two, two characters from mm -hmm. different universes that, yep. that would square off. And I think they did Batman and Snake Eyes. I'm taking Snake Eyes because this is a G.I. Joe show. Right. And I'm with the honcho. I'm also so sick of Batman at this point that I... He's everywhere. I just And I'm a Batman fan, but he's everywhere. I love Batman, but I, I can't take it anymore. I can't, just can't do it anymore. I can't do his origins one more time. Like, my mom is reciting his origins to me. Right. Like, <laughs> so you're, you're not buying, woman. So Mike's not buying the three new Batman titles launching next week? No. no. Okay. Mike is not. I bet I'll bet you rack time Rob is. Yeah, you can just read Rob's. Then there they're free. Batman and Snake Eyes is the brave and the bold issue I never got but always wanted. That's fair. And I will vouch for that. That is truth. That is the brave mm -hmm. and the bold I always wanted, never quite got. So we're taking uh, Snake Eyes in, in the mid rounds. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And if Batman's such a great detective, he can figure out his own murder. I know who killed him. <laughs> So, anyways, May eighteenth, right around right around the time for my birthday, so everybody can 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 buy me a comic. Yeah. Next news item. Do, 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 do. The Hasbro YouTube channel ended the Real American Hero live stream. Womp womp. After over three thousand hours of nonstop nineteen eighties GI Joe animated goodness. The YouTube live stream of G.I. Joe, a real American hero on the Hasbro channel quietly ended just a couple of days ago on March 10th. And this made me incredibly sad because I, I had an itch to watch Operation Mind Menace and it wasn't there. 
but 3,000 hours of live streamed G.I. Joe cartoons. Uh, now, the G.I. Joe YouTube channel, the specific G.I. Joe one, has started live streaming Renegades. Oh. So there's a substitute in place, and I, I'm going to guess that they're moving you know, Real American Hero away from the Hasbro channel and over to the G.I. Joe channel, so I, I get it. You figure once they launched the G.I. Joe channel on its own that that live stream was, was on borrowed time anyway. But, oh, man, I, I went to it last night because I just need I, I needed something to help me go to sleep, and it wasn't there, and I, I was crushed. 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 Carson, what's your favorite episode of the old cartoon? Uh, it's a two-parter, Worlds Without End. It's mm. the kind of, to me, the most mature kind mm. of, you know, it, it dared to go places that I thought the, the cartoon was usually mostly entertaining. And in my opinion, mostly for younger people, right? Um, while the comic book was the mature entree into the GI Joe mythology. And for once, like when this cartoon came on, I was like, wow, it's like the cartoon has like stepped it up maturity wise. And is almost, you know, competing with the comic in terms of some, some heavy storytelling here and some mind bending storytelling, you know, going into a different world with certain characters dead and certain bad guys are good and good or bad. And it was awesome, man. I love that two-parter. Those, two, those two-parters got you though. Mm -hmm. like yeah. That one, there was the traitor, which was pretty heavy stuff. They had more time to develop a more sophisticated storyline. Yeah. There was yeah. uh, no place like Springfield where, where shipwreck got, yeah, boozled into a completely different life. I mean, that was that is some messed up stuff, right? Yeah, that that one messed me up a little bit when I was. Younger. Yeah, did it really? <laughs> yeah, I I didn't I didn't like it. It was it, like I didn't understand, and it freaked me out. And so, yeah. But when I got older, obviously, it doesn't bug me now. But now, like, I remember being like, "No, that that should not happen. What is happening? No, I don't I don't like this." And like. <laughs> Uncomfortable. That one still bothers me. I, I remember being a kid watching that and just thinking, God, shipwreck. Shipwreck. You poor guy. What happened, man? But, uh, yeah, Mark, Mark Weber, your favorite episode of the old show. I mean, the funny bit about Worlds Without End is I looked at it differently than almost anyone else because I was a big Steeler fan. And Steeler got almost no representation on screen, right? So I was ha I was pretty happy that Steeler was getting some time. And then he spends half the time like on Reefer Madness, right? Just running around with his hands in the air. Ah! <laughs> but who's the only guy to land the Baroness except Destro, right? G.I. Joe Cannon. It's my man Steeler, baby. Taking care of business, so... Pretty fun, but but I love the original mass device. Like that was absolute torture for me because I was in for Joe. Like GI Joe was my jam, and this is before we had a VCR, and it came on at three thirty, and I didn't get home from school till like three forty eight. If I ran from the bus stop, so I could just hustle and bust it home and catch the last twelve minutes of it. Right, it right. was such a cruel tease. But yeah. that's the way it worked in the Weber family, man. So how did you catch up on the on the cartoon then? I think I had to wait for it to to come out on on VHS, right, and then rent it. Like oh, it was wow. it was torture. Did they not do the reruns again, like like on Sunday? I think they only showed them. I think they only showed once? them once. Yeah, that one yeah. time, and at some point they were on TV when we could watch them. But mm -hmm. they had that original time slot in Bend, Oregon. 
was at three thirty in the afternoon, and it was just killer for me. Like I was trying to find kids I, did, I, I didn't, you know, could become better friends with who lived closer to school. Hey, how about I come over to your house after school just this week, every day, and the next Monday we'll just pretend like it never happened. But never, never, I never. I only like you for these five days. Right. Hey, Tim Roberts, let's what? hang out just this week. <laughs> Tim Roberts just didn't hang around. No. Joe Colton. Your favorite Famous one. Carson. It was good. I liked the adult more, uh, the adult content. It was more serious. It was like very campy and I loved it and it was fun to to watch everything. But yeah, like when they did serious uh, episodes like that, I was like, okay, th this is like what I like. This is because I remember watching movies with my dad and it was more uh, action and more adult content or with my parents. And it was just, I was used to like, action movies of the 80s which had more adult <laughs> content so right. i swear like hadn't red dawn come out by then yes! i felt like this was, yeah, yeah joe's red dawn like now we're the insurgents and we're fighting you know what i mean it just it was so much more mature i loved it and how many times did we see a helicopter explode and then the parachute open up right as the right. pilot got yeah. out and nobody, now nobody you're actually died. seeing you're actually seeing skeletons of Joes right. in their old uniforms, right? Like right. that was. I'm still surprised they got that approved. How did that get past the? They had that writer's guidebook where there was things you were allowed to do, and then there was things you were not allowed to do. Showing people blow up in jets and not parachute out, you weren't allowed to do that. So how were they allowed to show skeletons in GI Joe uniforms? Got me. Because they didn't show them actually getting killed. They were just, right. They were just the already dead. Effects. There were there were other episodes that had skeletons in. It's a strange loophole, but not dead Joe. <laughs> they were like animated mummy skeletons, maybe you know. And some some like, somewhere in there, they they were allowed to get Steeler on a bad LSD trip, running yeah, around like, for amazing. Like amazing. Live Grunt is standing there with a skeleton <laughs> dressed as Grunt, saying, "Well, that ain't me. I ain't dead. I guess that's your loophole." Right? Maybe nobody recognized him as a Joe because that was his first speaking line. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny is the next episode after that, after Worlds Without End, has Grunt with a speaking part. <laughs> he's in another universe, but he's back and he's flying a Falcon glider and he's and he gets lined. Talking. But you know you're gonna die flying a Falcon glider. Like yeah. I have a friend who who flew one at a joke on and it didn't <laughs> end well for him at all. No. No, terrible. No, it Waste of three weeks building that thing. It, it was great. No, it was, awesome. it was fun. It was fun. Actually, <laughs> you guys probably saw pictures, but I just hung those up after all these years. They finally are really? hanging in the office. Yeah, they're hanging. It's that's awesome. It actually makes my office feel a little smaller though, because they're hanging from the ceiling. I'm like a lot of space. I'm not sure if they're gonna stay, but they for now they will. You gotta try to stra strap a dachshund into one of them and take it for <laughs> take it for a test flight. No, so they good. don't. Fly. They fly worse than the originals, and that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, next news item. Do 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 do. And this is the big one. Do 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 do. Yeah. He do do did himself. Do he Jody Classified and other sites are teaming up to provide the ultimate fan resource. And this, this is the press release that was released. Just just maybe two hours ago. Mm -hmm. uh, please join us and buckle up for the ride at 3djoes.com. The ultimate G.I. Joe team-up has arrived. 
driving forces behind 3D Joe's, Jody Classified, Yojo, RAHC Guidebooks, and Joe Intel are officially combining forces. Together, we will transform 3D Joe's into the one-stop ultimate repository and definitive archive of everything related to the brand you love. From vintage to modern to foreign, we'll cover figures, vehicles, playsets, accessories, variations, pre-production development, marketing materials, licensed products, comics, and more. From Real American Hero to Sigma 6 to Classified, all will be fully cataloged and explored. A reputation for excellence, meticulousness, research, and analytic integrity was earned by each of the preceding projects. The combined efforts of these passionate archivists will dwarf anything the G.I. Joe community has ever enjoyed. We're building an enduring project and legacy that has been, is, and will forever be by fans for fans. Please join us and buckle up for the ride at 3djoes.com. So first off... That's right. That is that is good to hear, Carson. It's why it's why specifically why you're here tonight, despite the fact that you have a, you know, a, a, an open an open welcome. Well, I, you know, I usually join you guys on the live stream and and throw comments in, but uh, I'm very happy to be here to talk about this. Um, it's something that we've been talking about for months and months. And, you know, it was born out of necessity uh, with Yojo being purchased by Vertical Scope, for those that don't know. Um, back in 2018, Yojo was acquired by a Canadian company that has a habit of acquiring thousands of websites that are community-based um, to, you know, beef them up with ads and not necessarily put uh, time and effort and money into continuing to grow those sites, but just kind of ride it out. And so... I'm good friends with uh, several of the folks that have been building Yojo for you know more than a decade. Yojo's 20 plus years. Terry's been there for 15. Philip's been there for a good amount of time. My, my good friend, Chad Huckle, has contributed a massive amount of photographs to the vehicle portion of it. Yojo has been built by probably, I would say, more than 100 contributors, right? And mm -hmm. over the years, over the 20 years, there's probably been about 15 or 20 admins that have contributed massive amounts of hours to building it up. So for this thing to be frozen in time as of 2018, there's no new figures added since then. And the admins that were having a lot of trouble uh, getting vertical scope to realize the value of the archive and enable them to continue archiving. There was, we had a big problem on our hands as a community. And so a lot of conversations started being had by people who love this brand, care about this brand, and want this brand to have this kind of resource. And as it, you know, different outlets were, uh, were investigated and other options were exhausted before we arrived at this decision. Um, there were attempts to purchase Yojo back. There were discussions of starting something new. There was all kinds of different scenarios that people were talking through. And I was a part of those conversations and happy to be a part of them. Even if it didn't involve, you know, everybody coming and helping me to build what I've been building, I was happy to, you know, entertain discussions of contributing my stuff to whatever the next thing is. And we just ended up arriving at the smart decision is I've got the infrastructure, I've got the framework, I've got the brand recognition that I built up over the last nine years, um, that it did make sense to throw that out to start something new. And Vertical Scope was not interested in taking a very realistic offer. Um, so other options were exhausted. And we started talking about, well, what would it look like if we grew 3D Joes to be what we described in that press release to cover all of those different eras and not just to cover toys, to cover pre-production, marketing materials, everything. Um, Declassified is super passionate about 
this thing covering everything. And I'm like, that's great. I will help it make it happen. But I'm one person, right? And I can only do so much. And you guys have seen what I've done over the last nine years. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But but what's described in that press release, what's described in that press release is beyond me. And it will not happen with just me doing the work. So what was necessary was to partner up with people that have years and years of love and dedication <laughs> to GI Joe that have proven themselves to be supremely dedicated and willing to give up the time and, and effort and, you know, to, to collect the stuff, to document the stuff, to share the stuff, to research the stuff and be accurate and factual when you're sharing things. That's very, very important. Um, so yeah, when we started having those conversations, it was an open door and it's an open door right now to anybody that has, you know, taken on these kinds of projects and proven that they have a dedication to archiving. You know, I don't want to spin everybody up and and get because I've tried this. I'll be honest. In the last six months to a year, I've asked for a lot of help, and I've gotten 20, 30 volunteers, and one or two of them have done actual work. And that's just how it happens. I'm not talking down on anybody, um, but that's the reality of it. Once you see, yeah. oh God this is actually work <laughs> and it takes a long time to do this stuff. People tend to kind of back away, you know? So what's important about this is, is James Cavanaugh that's done the RAHC guide and all the rank and file guides. Um, it's Joe declassified that have put on booth after booth after booth at the conventions that have put together magazines that they were giving away at the conventions mm-hmm. with all the pre-production stuff. Joe Intel, uh, Dan Moore is a good friend of mine that had an amazing website that just went away when he was off at war and the guys that built the site, Something happened from an IT perspective, and it was hard to recover it. Dan Moore's been on 3D Joe's as an admin for the last six months. And if you guys go now under the license tab, you're going to see a tremendous amount of awesome pages that Dan Moore has been personally building. Um, so he he was kind of the test, you know, Dan Moore. Uh, he's not a web guy. I'm not a web guy. I, this was my first website. All right. So that's something I want to make abundantly clear to everybody out there. This is what you see is what you get drag and drop web development that I can teach anybody with a bit of computer knowledge how to do. And so don't be don't be scared to come to me and say, hey, I want to help with this portion of the website, because if you do and you're serious and you want to give hundreds of hours to it, I'm going to enable you to do that. Um, So anyway, uh, I'll take any questions you guys have about it. Hundreds. Are you insane? <laughs> Certifiably, yes. My therapist would <laughs> confirm that. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think I have a very... Uh, do you guys... Have you guys done the Enneagram tests? Have you ever taken this test? The Enneagrams, it tells you personality types. I think it's one through nine. So I'm a number three, which is a, an achiever. My dad had the Metaxas family goal board and we got our black belts and Eagle Scouts by the time we were 12. Um, and then I'm also the investigator, which is a number five. And what investigators do is take one topic or one subject and they go deep, like so deep. So that's what I've done with GI Joe. Once I took the Enneagram test, I was like, yeah, I'm a number three and I'm a number five. That's like totally accurate. Um, so I don't know if I would say I'm crazy, but I'm the specific <laughs> You're combination. I'm it's that combination nice. of personality type that you need to to do this kind of thing. So I think it's great. Am I crazy? That's great. a great lead off question. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a so big project. First it, question. It I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I see it in the the live stream, and uh, it's going to be it's it's my first question as well, even though I kind of know the answer. Um, 
3 d Joe's to this point has always been about 1982 to 1994. There have been times where you have you have fought us on this very program. <laughs> dared suggest that 3D Joe's expand into other areas. That that fence is is gone, isn't it? It has to be. Uh, like I said, it's this is you know. <laughs> This has to happen. I felt like that saying no was no longer an option, you know, because when I looked at what were the other options, Yojo's frozen 2018. There is a new admin that they brought in. That's an old admin that's working to try to overcome those barriers that the previous admins have had for the last couple of years. And I wish them well. And I've told them that if you can save Yojo, Godspeed, I wish you all the best and I hope you can do it. Um, but that said, we had to start planning for what was next. There's three years worth of documentation that hasn't happened now, and that's just gonna keep growing, right? So what are we gonna do about this? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna partner up with people that are committed to the line and have been for years and years, and we're gonna build out what felt like an insurmountable task to me. I personally could not do 1997 to now all myself with, I do have dozens and dozens of contributors that send me paperwork, that send me products to spin and photograph and everything. And so I don't want anybody watching this to feel like Carson's saying he's done everything all by himself. I, I've certainly had dozens of contributors and I, I love those guys um, and ladies, but I couldn't do 1997 to now. And that's why I always resisted whenever you would bring that up. But now when people are coming to me and saying, what are we going to do? I've said, I'm going to build template pages. I'm going to spin people up. I'm going to teach them how to build pages. I'm going to enable people to pursue their passion of archiving and give them that creative outlet that I have loved for the last nine years. And hopefully it's contagious. And all we need is, you know, four or five or six crazy people like me <laughs> to take a section at a time and just build this thing out. So Yeah, that's how you can only do it, though. Like you can't it's daunting, like you said, all at once. But if you take, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? One so bite at a time. You know, I was just talking to Ted. I was just talking to Ted, AKA Skinny. He's like, hey, congrats mm -hmm. on the big news. Does that mean I'm going to be writing comic reviews for you now? I was like, are you kidding me? When can you start? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's have a call this week. I'll teach you how to build pages and, and we're off to the races, you know? And he's, and he's I'm like, sure oh, before you had finished saying, when can you start? He probably had. Like, them attached in an email. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I already project, wrote them. Project proposals, emails in my inbox, you know. So, but that those are the types of people that, you know, I need to enable to give, you know, I need to give them an outlet for sharing their passion for GI Joe. If we can all form like Voltron, we can accomplish this thing. It's a, it felt like an insurmountable task with just me being the only builder. I had a lot of contributors, but I was the only builder. And so bringing on Dan Moore from Joe Intel about six months ago and teaching him to build, um, that, that really showed me like, yeah, people can do this and they will do this if I enable them. So that's kind of where it started. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, question you know, right there. Will there be that ninja guy? Which ninja guy? I don't It's clear. That's the question right there. Snake eyes? Tijubang, probably. I, I have a question for you guys. Um, sure. This is a conversation that I was having uh, regarding the versioning um, on Yojo and, and kind of the accepted uh, way of organizing things. And we have an opportunity here to potentially maybe go in a different direction. What would you think if there was like classified Snake Eyes version one versus Snake Eyes version 87 that happens to be classified? Six inch. 
I think that would be fine. I, I think yeah. I've, I I have always been the, of the thing that different body construction is kind of a reset button. Yeah, yeah different scales, different yeah. scales. Yeah, sure. Or or even just from like I'm I'm the type that doesn't even mix the modern construction with the O rings. Mm-hmm. Like I think oh. uh, just for for clarity's sake, the O ring guys kind of have their own section as compared to the the 25th and mm-hmm. 20th through 50th anniversary sets um just to keep us from getting into a situation where we've got snake eyes version 146 because it's uh, going to happen sooner than later yeah. right so um so yeah I, i'd be all about just uh their uh, chocolate and peanut butter so to speak two great we, that taste great together but yeah i think with the construction with the construction, that's a that's an argument. I'm sure people will fall on both sides of that. But I don't think anybody would have a problem with actual scale difference, right? Sure. Like three and three and three quarter to four inch is kind of one thing. Sigma six is something else altogether. Another world. You know? Yeah. yeah. And Creo. then class, classified as something else, and twelve inch is something else. Yeah, and the little Creon guys. Yeah, like, I'm not sure if Yojo did Creo and, and got the snake eyes, but I was wondering, like, was he included in the eighty something versions? You know, right. so to me, if it's a completely uh, Mark, I like the way you're talking about it. You know, if it's a different construction, different scale, a different universe, start at one. You know? Yeah, because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, you collect what speaks to you, and there are a lot. Like, I'm a diehard Joe collector. I didn't collect the Creons. Right. I didn't need Creo Joe, but I got built to rule. Right. Because okay. those were four inch mm. Joes. Right. And that's the only place to get hollow point. Were they four the inch? Right. Yeah. They were, well, four well, inch. three and three quarter, whatever. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, they, they two ish. Um, right. So to me, they're part of my Joe universe, but I don't oh. have many 12 inch Joe figures. Right. I don't have many Sigma six. So if I'm looking to, you know, complete my collection, I don't necessarily even have to look at those scales uh, for, for the things I chose not to collect. And that's, I've always thought that was the beauty of collecting is everyone defines their own collection and no one can tell you it isn't complete if it's something you don't need. Like even as a kid where there was no Joe left behind, if it was on the peg, I wanted it until Cobra Law showed up, right? Really? Didn't, okay. didn't need it. Never wanted it. Never bought it. Never owned any of them. And did, did you watch the movie? Yeah, it, that's why I didn't buy them. Wow, <laughs> you hated it that much. I just I liked, even though some of the sci-fi ish elements are some of the some of the best seasoning Joe ever had. Right, I really liked the authentic military. The more authentic military it was, the better. Yeah. So yeah. I was a I was a Footloose. I was a Falcon. I was a hit and run. Anytime yeah. they put out a guy just in camo with a rifle, I'm all over that. So yeah, it didn't, hit and run was a fresh breath of fresh air. Not, yeah, uh, 88 for sure. And it didn't mean I didn't like Flash or sci-fi or, or any of the other guys who pushed the envelope a little bit. But, you know, like I just think everyone defines their own collection. And most frequently that's done by scale. Mm-hmm. So I, I could totally see you arranging it like that. Nice. Well, I appreciate y'all's input on that. It's, it's one of those conversations, one of many conversations that we've been having. Um, I've already, you know, we've already set up the template pages and we're absolutely doing classified. So this is kind of a, a coming fast and, and, and quick and we need to make some decisions on it. Um, Mike, there's definitely some questions I could answer from the comments. Well, uh, there, there's one that I, I have in common with the comments uh, from our, our <laughs> down under Crocodile Joel McMullen. 
Sure. Who's going to foot the bill? Yeah. Um, so the good news is for now, it's just me um, because I'll be footing the same bill that I've already been footing. Um, the hosting, I've, I've got the hosting and the pro memberships that I need and the, it's unlimited hosting, man. So we can just continue growing, growing, growing this thing. Um, the arc spin uh, subscriptions that I've been paying for. Basically, long, long story short, I know until they shut me down, like we'll see how it goes, but I, they're owned by Square. So they're a pretty big company. If they're, if they're worried about my website, I, Square's got bigger problems, I would think. But anyway, um, so the good news is our costs will actually not be going up very much. I've I've already bought the extra you know kind of domains and stuff that I want because I'm going to bifurcate this out in a few ways. So I've already got what we need. Um, the templates are already set. The Arc Spin subscription cost is not going up. Uh, I'm already offsetting those expenses with the books and posters. Granted, my books are sold out. I've only got volume three left, so that's kind of petering along. Uh, and the posters are only five bucks a piece now, so I'm not making a tremendous amount on those these days, but uh, it's it's enough. And uh, Chad and I have been working very hard on the omnibus hardcover that's coming up. And so hopefully that'll be profitable enough that it will offset the 3D Joe's expenditures. Um, but that said, one of the big, in many ways, over the last nine years, I've said, I'm not doing 97 and now. And now I'm saying, okay, fine, I'll do 97 and now with a lot of help, right? I've also said I'm not going to turn ads on because I think ads are tacky and junk up the site, make it less mobile friendly. Um, and the argument was made to me that we should turn ads on and that the people that are making the effort, putting in time and energy, we can incentivize them with a paltry amount of money that advertising revenue will bring in. It is Nobody can do this for a living. I want to be very clear about that. We've had over a million page views from 160,000 people over the last year, just the last calendar year. And I looked at what would monetizing that look like. And it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like $20,000 maybe. Um, and so if you think about the massive amount of hours that go into it, nobody should do this for the money, right? right. But, the, but the fact that I was told that several people would like for it to be incentivized and, and profit sharing, who am I to say no to that? You know, so if they're going to come in and help me do this task that was insurmountable and the whole community benefits from it, and all I have to do is come off of my high horse about ads to make that happen, then that's probably more than likely in our near future. So Big Bad Toy Story, if you're listening, I want you to be mm -hmm. our exclusive sponsor. <laughs> if anybody yeah. knows anybody at Big Bad Toy Store, push on them a little bit. And Say 3D Joe's is good stuff. Like I might if, know a guy. If somebody else is watching that big bad toy store, you've gone and shut them out. Yeah, push push them a little bit. Hey, if not, I'm coming for Roma Collectibles. They're my number two. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, Aaron. I wouldn't do that to you. So, Joe, um, Joe Colton all right. has a question, but she's muted. Go ahead, Joe. Oh. Do, 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 do. I there said I have really good friends with his wife. So, if you. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, Roma collector. Oh, oh, you're talking about Roma. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I wouldn't do that to Aaron. I'm asking for too much, probably. But I think it's a very fair offer. Anyway, um, Carson, will you be creating pages for little-known characters that Yojo is currently missing, like Duke and Destro? That is a low blow, Rob. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the reason why that one didn't get on screen. Yeah, um, but I'll call. I'll call him out. That's Did not. You, you, that's not the fault of the people that are running the site. Oh no! Absolutely. There, I, for 
people that don't understand what happened, this company bought this website and migrated it from the old servers to the new servers. And when they did that, some things are broken and things seem to be breaking more often more frequently. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Um, are we limiting this to figures and vehicles only or are we looking at everything? Joel, we're looking at everything. Um, the press release uh, was put together by me and, and the guys at Declassified and RAHC Guides and we're all committed to trying to build out you know, other licensed products as well as toys, mar marketing materials, pre-production, all that kind of stuff. Um, Philip said, yeah, Joe, always change this, the numbering when they change the scale. So great, let's do that. Um, all right, so somebody was asking me if I was going to do a figure identification. Uh, do we want to do a little screen sharing real quick and show everybody what the updated figure pages are going to look like? Let's do that. Let's do it. All right, so this actually, I was going to show my YouTube page real quick. That's actually for what I got in. I'll show you that later. Um, so this is the updated flash page. So it's got the traditional 360 spin that you guys are used to seeing. It's also got the action figure image gallery. So this is kind of what they call the morgue shot uh, at Yojo, popularized by Yojo.com and contributed by Philip. So thank you, Philip. Um, front, back, side, side. And then you've got geared up photos. And then you've got, this is my favorite, the card art recreation photo. Because if you slide down and look at the card art, he's beautifully kind of recreated that pose. Um, we've got updated mint on card photos that Chad and I have been working on very hard for the omnibus hardcover that's coming up. So these are completely revised and so much better looking than what we had before. Uh, we will be replacing every single mint on card photo from 1982 to 1994 with these remastered images that all look pretty much this good. Um, in the last three weeks, we have scanned my entire carded figure collection. You guys have probably seen my little Toys R Us. We brought those up here one year at a time and scanned them. And so this is a scan of the card back from my uh, collection, and I'll be replacing every single card back on 3D Joes with those. So basically better assets, new um, action figure image galleries. And here's a big reveal that people have been asking about for a while. Uh, we, I never set out to replace Yojo, and so I didn't want to do some of the things that they were doing. And one of those was you know, detailed photos of all the accessories. I felt like 3D Joes was more minimalist, more artistic, more mobile friendly, um, but I wasn't going to try to replicate everything that they had done to create a space where both of us could coexist and have a purpose that wasn't you know, out, outruled by the other. Um, that said, I am now moving into, uh, we are now moving into documenting every accessory. So this is the new setup that we've come up with. It's got a one inch grid on there and we're basically sandwiching a transparency grid between two pieces of non-reflective glass, uh, shooting the light through the glass so you have no shadows. Um, so you have the figure and accessories uh, facing upwards and then you have them facing downwards and then you have close-ups of the accessories and then you have close-ups of the accessories flipped. And then you have each individual accessory as detailed and crisp and clear as it could possibly get. Um, we refined this process and, and kind of hammered it out over the course of a couple weeks. And I'm very happy with where we landed. And so now the next step is to take that and um, basically do that across the line. So something I'll show you here, this is the 3D Joe's basically heat map. This is all the figures. And you can see all those... Um, the turnaround photos, the geared up photos, the box art photos, the accessory photos. We've got a heat map of everything that is remaining to be updated on 3D Joe's uh, from 82 to 94. And so I'll personally be responsible for working my way through that. Um, so that's my plan for the figures. Uh, we'll also 
go through and refine some of the earlier vehicles um, to bring those up to the level of quality of the later vehicles. If you look at some of the 1989 to 1994 um, vehicles, they're way better documented than the earlier vehicles. So now we got to circle back and make some improvements on those. So I'll be focused along with a couple people that are helping me on refining 82 to 94. James Cavanaugh is picking right up at 97 and going to be working his way forward on that. Um, the declassified guys are going to be uh, documenting a, punch, a bunch of pre-production stuff. If you look at uh, pages like the creator pages that are already up on 3D Joe's, I've got interviews in the can for uh, Guy Cassidy, who's a very prominent vehicle designer um, from 86 to 1990. He did the X30 to the General, basically, uh, and a lot of big stuff in between. Um, so I've got several hours of interviews with him, I think three hours worth of interviews. So I'll be building a page like Ron Rudat's uh, with contributions from the guys from Declassified, helping like illustrate all the things that he was talking about. And then last Friday, I met with Mark Pennington, and we recorded for a few hours. And so we'll be doing the same thing with him. And he was the guy that uh, basically replaced Ron Rudat when Ron was kind of – Ron got burned out. He did like 115 figures over the course of five years. He was ready to do something other than G.I. Joe. And uh, Mark Pennington took his place. So from 1986, he was finishing up a lot of Ron stuff all the way through 1988. So some of the greats like Hydra Viper and Hit and Run – our Mark Pennington creations. So we'll be uh, creating a page for him immediately. But really it's it's whatever anybody wants to do in terms of like the partners that are coming in to help out, whatever they want to build out, you know, I'm just going to do my best to enable them to build that out and that will be what's coming. Um, but it's it's kind of really to, it's for everybody else to decide because they're given their time, they're given their energy and they need to be working on building out whatever their interests are, so. Here's an organization question from the, the peanut gallery. Mm -hmm. Curious on figure info for variations. Will you be listing variations in print? And once you get photos, adding the photos, or what would be the process for showcasing every single way they came? So I think basically is uh, for a character like Snake Eyes who has 116 different variations, how are you going to make reference to all of those on the Snake Eyes page? Yeah, so I kind of took that question a different way, but you might right. be interpreting it right. There's two ways to interpret that question. It no could be it. talking about both, just, man. We got time. All right, so um, I'm going to go back to screen sharing for a second, and it could be uh, it could be that they were talking about sharing the actual variations of the figures, right? So if you go into Copperhead's a favorite of mine, everybody knows about the glove changes. You show the couple versions of them. I like to do these back to back spins. Uh, but we've also added the action figure image gallery, uh, courtesy of Philip, and and then we talk about those changes there. So we will be showing all the variations for the different figures on that specific versions page. You will see those variations. There's a clear delineation between what's a version and what's a variation. This is two variations of Copperhead version one. So we will be showing it in that way. Um, to your question, though, Mike, you were talking about where do you show all the different versions. And so we will be we will be creating a character overview page similar to what we've created for the yearbook pages. Um, one of my favorite pages that I've, I've recently put a lot of work on, man, this was probably a week and a half work, work worth of work, but I wanted to show this um, because I don't think a lot of people have found it yet. If you go into the vehicles tab and then go to the yearbook page, this page is gorgeous. It's every single vehicle from 1982 to 1994 with, you know, I had to edit the heck out of the box art to get them all to work within a square and 
you know, Photoshop out the text so there wasn't overlapping text with the new text that I built. Um, but this is your yearbook page to go through and say, oh, wow, I remember having, uh, let's say, the tiger cat, which I actually did have as a kid. And then that jumps you through to that page. Uh, so we will create a page like this for every character. And it will have, you know, basically, it'll either be a morgue shot or an all geared up shot, or it could be a box art shot. That conversation still needs to be had uh, about what the figure overview page is going to look like, but it'll be a page like this that links out to all the different versions. So that's the plan. Excellent. Joe Colton, you have a question. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So I asked you this before we got on, but are you going, are, is there going to be a checklist? Cause hmm. we really, I, I would love one. Cause at some point I've lost a list, gained a list, made a list, and I've got things on, like I've got doubles of things that I don't need doubles of or triples mm -hmm. or like 52 versions of things. Yeah. So, like, and that's, that's a function that Yojo has that I thought was awesome. The ability yeah. on that character page to check, have it, got it, want it. Um, do they go down as granular as to be able to say, have the figure, have this accessory, don't have this accessory? Can, is there that granular level of detail on there? Do you know? I don't think don't so. I don't know. My goal for whatever would be built is that you have that granular level of detail. So you have the figure complete, which means all accessories plus the file card, um, or you have the figure, but not the file card and you're missing this accessory. I would want to get granular with it. Um, so you go did, in and click like, I don't know. Figure, how I don't know how it's going to work yet. So I don't mm -hmm. want to make promises that I can't deliver on. Right. Right. But what, what's happened in the past was I gave a app programmer full access to all the assets that me and people that have helped me have created over years and years. And I let them have them free of charge. And he created an app called Joe Finder. Uh, it was Android compatible. And I got several compliments on it. Uh, but seemingly maybe it's not available on the Android store now. So I don't know. Uh, long story short, if there's somebody out there that wants to develop an app that's a checklist, I think it's long overdue. I, I do know mm -hmm. there are a few apps that do this, that perform that function. Toy Collector is one of the ones that I always hear tossed around. So Joe, if you want something right now, I would say go to the App Store and download Toy Collector and see if that will meet your needs. Um, but that's not a Joe-specific one. That's yeah. kind of all toy brand lines, and it's not going to be obviously as elegant as what we make. So I would like to partner with somebody that wants to use our assets to make an app. And mm -hmm. again, I didn't charge that Joe Finder guy anything to do it. He had to give his time. I had to give my assets, but it was to make something that I thought the community needed and deserved. Yeah. You know. So if there's anybody else out there that wants to build an app that wants to partner with 3D Joe's and use these assets to make a checklist based app that is granular. Um, I think that's a great first project to do as soon as we have finished the a real American hero accessory photos that I just showed you for flash. Mm -hmm. So give us like three to six months to photograph every single one of those accessories. We're talking 500 figures times, you know, let's say an average of five accessories. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. We're going to get it done. We're going to eat the elephant, so to speak. But once that's done, then we have the assets that we would need for that granular kind of checklist database system. So I, I hope it exists in the future, and I'm happy to help make it happen. So ta tangentially related to that, uh, a lot of folks have made note of the old Hubit. Yes. Hoop. 
that was on yojo.com. Are yes. there plans to maybe have an app that, that provides that function? It won't be an app. It'll be live on 3D Joe's. I've, I've, oh. been, tr I've been testing um, some, some applications that will allow me to perform that feature within the website. And so I can say with a relative degree of certainty that as soon as we finish the accessory photo documentation, we'll be able to build something comparable to Hubit for the 82 to 94 accessories. And as soon as James is done doing what he's doing, I, I expect that we would implement that on the later years as well. So, yeah. Bottom line is we're, we're going to be working on it. So be patient with us. This is like a volunteer thing. <laughs> Nobody's right. paying us. Exactly. It's one of those where you're, you're getting a lot more than what you're paying for. You're getting way more than you're paying for. <laughs> Give yeah. you a chance to get it done. Yeah. But man, this is, this is huge news. It's, 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 uh, we cannot, uh, overstate what a big deal this is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think we're. I think I've stressed Joe out with the amount of work that it is. No, I'm excited. I'm just uh, like I'm a, one of those people that loves to organize, and I'm a, like a list person. So in my head, I'm already like, get in there. Organization help, like I'll help. Did, were you digging that that spreadsheet that I just showed you? Was that oh, like, yeah. oh, that's I'm, my sweet spot? I'm like, uh, it needs more colors. I need more indicators. <laughs> I don't know. There was there was a lot of red on that spreadsheet, Joe. Yeah, plenty yeah, of color on that spreadsheet. Yeah, but me as an organizer, I'd be like, I need to get rid of all these reds. So I would just keep going, and just if somebody would bring me food, I'll just keep working. So like, there's no red. Joe does government yeah. work. She uses spreadsheets that have like 64 colors. Yeah, you know, that's it's important. It's a big deal. Carson, Carson, how excited are you when you're digging through? you know, 10 characters in a row with 14 accessories each. When you get like a crystal ball that comes across, <laughs> and you're like, oh, thank God. I don't, I don't have any bad blood. You know, crystal ball actually was enjoyable for me as a kid. And it's, it's, I was looking at the 82 figures. When you think about how simple some of them were, to your point about the accessories, I mean, actually go as far as 85, 86. Look at Flint. He came with a backpack and a gun. You know, like that's that's so easy. So there's there's just these sleeper characters that for some reason just didn't come with a lot. And yeah, that that makes me happy because yeah, <laughs> they're going to be offset by the 93, 94 characters that gave right. me six pieces of junk. You right. know, oh, my five, God, don't get me, don't get me started on the left trees, Mark. They were yeah. really just quality, quantity over quality at that point. I'll yeah, say absolutely. it. You know, Five I, not, missiles and guns they can't hold. And oh, I'm God. not one of those apologists that will say like everything they did was great. When they started no. Weapons Trees, it yeah. took the personality out of it. I want a character with a specifically designed accessory made for that character. And, uh, and, and even as a kid, when I saw that, oh, that's Rock Viper's weapon with like six different characters now on a weapons tree. What, what are they right. all doing with Rock Viper's rifle? You know? Yeah, and if you yeah. get a bad if you get a bad one, then you've got just a thumb breaking time bomb on five right. or six different guys. Like, come yep. on. Right. You know they made they made nunchuck version two without nunchucks. <laughs> Because yeah. they gave him a weapons tree of six other bladed weapons. His name is Nunchuck, man. Give him some Nunchucks. Right. Terrible. I can just see him saying, look like I'm done with the whole Nunchuck phase, okay? Yeah, yeah. Right? I moved on to Blades, I, man. Yeah, I've I'm moved on. That was He was the moody teenager. I'm then, so right? emo. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him. I'm, bad. I'm cutting myself. 
with all my new bladed weapons. Yeah, exactly. It's got dark. So, Carson, so is there going to be a definitive starting point for this project? Is there going to be like a just a date that you have circled on there where something where just just a bunch of features are going to get turned on at 3D Joe's, or is this just be a gradual process? I mean, I, I think I would expect more of a, a slow build. Um, I, I know if, if there's anything you guys have probably learned about me over the last nine years, I love building this stuff. There's an intense like sense of enjoyment uh, when you get done with a page. And honestly, I'm like chomping at the bit to like share it out with everybody, you know? So I, I don't think I have the discipline uh, when it comes to projects that I'm personally working on on the website to hold it all back until it's ready and then do a big push. Um, I also know from my marketing experience, that's not the best way to reach people. Um, the best way to reach people is have a consistent communication with them, uh, do a slow drip kind of what they call it in the business. Um, so anyway, I would expect a, a slow drip of information coming out of 3D Joe's sharing um, the, the updates that we've been doing. And honestly, I've been pushing out a weekly update through the 3D Joe's Facebook page talking about how we've been scanning all the card backs and adding the accessory text and, and doing all the various things we've been working on. We just added all the Street Fighter figures for 1993. That was six, 16 new figures, a play set, several vehicles. Um, so great, as I get, a great as we get done, exhaustion for you as well. I Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing the movie figures, man. Nobody's going to talk me into that. <laughs> That'll be maybe nine years from now, you guys can push me into it. <laughs> Now, if somebody else wants to do it, I will certainly enable them. <laughs> I was going to say, if somebody else asks to do it, yeah. will you let them? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But here's the thing. I think instead of it going under the figures tab and then 1993 Street Fighter 2, like how those went, it would be under another tab that would be like peripheral figures, you know, because... Mortal Kombat and uh, Mortal Kombat the movie and Street Fighter the movie figures they weren't branded GI Joe they didn't have crossovers in the commercials with GI Joe there's mm -hmm. there's no brand reason for them to be included in the GI Joe or Real American Hero kind of run of figures but I do think they'd belong off to the side along with stuff like maybe Bronze Bombers that used licensed figure molds for example so yeah yeah well I mean tangentially related I guess we. Right. You know, where, where does the slope stop? If we're talking about merchandise and ephemera and paperwork, well, why, why not stuff that got licensed out to, to other lines and other toy companies? But I don't want to make G.I. Joe or Real American Hero collectors feel like they have to collect bronze bombers because it's part of the line you know if it's if it's included on for example if it's included on the yearbook page that shows every gi joe that's on the yearbook page i feel like collectors are going to see that they're going to go through it and they're going to feel obligated to chase those but if i put them off somewhere else like here's licensed stuff okay right? absolutely no no i was totally agreeing with that. Yeah. totally um because yeah that that would um that would drive that would drive a lot of folks crazy a lot of folks that we know I mean, I I used Mark Belomo's book back when I got into it in 2008. Uh, I had different colored stickies. I think I think Joe would appreciate this. Mm -hmm. Green meant I had it and it was complete. Uh, yellow meant that I had part of it, but it was missing something. So I had some notes on there of what was still missing. Um, and then red meant I don't have anything. So I had my little color coded uh, Belomo book. And you know, if Belomo put something in his book. 13 years ago when I was reading it to finish my collection, I would have felt obligated like, well, I need to find that thing. So I'm yeah. very cautious about, you know, in building 3D Joe's, I don't want to make people feel like they need to buy something that's only tangentially related. So. 
I appreciate your stickies. I had similar a similar system. Nice. So we're we're getting to a point where we're running long. Uh, do you guys have a, any last questions for Carson? Come on, I'm Joe. Excited. No, I'm just really excited. Like this is great news. Thank you. Yeah, we, we've had a. It, it's been to this point kind of a disappointing six months with mm -hmm. the whole vertical scope and how they take mm -hmm. how they decided to take care of their business versus our community. Uh, so this is really great news swinging back the other way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're, we're thrilled, frankly, that you uh, took up took up my offer to come here and share it with us first, man. You've, yeah. Said you've always, you always have been and you always will be part of the family. So we, we enjoy it when you come back and visit and have great news like this. It's a, it's a happy homecoming for me. So thank you guys for having me. Now, I love the swing of it too, because we went as a community, we went from hoping this outsider group wouldn't destroy something we all loved. Mm -hmm. And from from hoping for you know for kindness from strangers, it's a light switch to go completely the other direction and say, you know what? Here's a bunch of guys we all know, we all like, we all respect, and they're pooling their talent to make whatever vertical dope does with Yo Joe irrelevant, right? Yeah, like it, it had to come from inside. Care. Yeah, I don't care what they do with it because it isn't going to matter. It's going to get replaced and it's going to get upgraded and consistently evolved. So, right. and, right. and the photography is ridiculous, right? I mean, no, no offense to the guys at Yojo because we love the guys. Well, the guys were at, at Yojo and the work they did, but your photography is ludicrous, man. It uh. is so next level. I, I want I, I want to say first thank you very much for saying that, Mark. But I also have to show the utmost respect for Philip Donnelly and Terry and yeah. what they were doing at Yojo over the last several years to upgrade the level of quality of photography there. Yeah, because I, I would have agreed with you four or five years ago. Um, the it's a twenty year old site and it was crowdsourced, so it was gathered from all different kinds of people, and sure. they took what they could get and and they they pieced it together. And what I like to say is 3D Joe's was built on the shoulders of Yojo. There would be no 3D Joe's without Yojo. And so I always talk with the utmost respect for the people that built it over the course of that 20 years. I'll yeah. talk all the junk in the world about vertical scope because they just paid some money for it and don't love it. And they're letting it die on the vine. And I have no love lost for them. Right. But the guys that built it over the last several years were making huge strides in improving Yo Joe and the, and the quality and caliber of the assets there. Um, so much so, uh, I'm going to pull up my screen real quick, um, that I've incorporated thousands and thousands of photos already. Um, let's see, it's not that one. Let's go to Mail Order Duke, for example. You won't find this page on Yo Joe, <laughs> but you will find it here. And these are amazing photos by Philip Donnelly that were created for Yo Joe and given to me, nice. right? So these are already here. There's thousands and thousands of photographs that have been uploaded to 3D Joe's over the last several months. And this doesn't just cover the figures that Philip and Terry and a few other guys, Drew Haggerty, um, were, were willing to you know, give to me. Uh, they want this stuff to live on. They, they didn't, you know, they didn't 
take these photos and do all that Photoshop work and, and put it up on this website just for some company to choke it out. And so they, they realize like, I'm going to love this and take care of it and preserve it forever. And I'm not, I'm a fan. This is like for fans by fans. Uh, so these uh, photos right here from Chad Huckle, he's a good friend of mine that's been helping me out on my books for several years. All of his vehicle photographs have been uploaded to 3D Joe's. So while I haven't necessarily been, you know, blasting out and advertising all this stuff, there has been a tremendous amount of work going on in the background to take the very best from the people that I know and I'm good friends with um, to preserve it and, and help build. That's an immediate injection of high, high quality assets. So I don't want to say everything bad. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Everything bad, and, right? and to be clear, no mm -hmm. disrespect to Terry and Philip and the outstanding work they did on your mm -hmm. show. And I'm thrilled that they are involved because yeah. I can't even imagine what it's been like for them with all the work they put into Yojo to see Vertical Dope choke it, right? I, I, so, I've, told, I've told people many, many times, I've been doing this for nine years, if I all of a sudden somehow got locked out and didn't have this creative outlet, that would be heartbreaking. That would be very, absolutely. that would be a hard thing to accept. And so those guys know, you know, anytime open door, let's do it. Let's Let's keep building, you know? Um, so it's, it's an open door policy. And that also goes for anybody else that has contributed throughout the years and has good quality assets like these that kind of meet that three. I'm not trying to be snobbish about assets, but let's be honest, like I do try to hold a high bar. Um, so if you've got high quality assets that you've contributed to the predecessor and you want to be on 3d Joe's, all I need is your permission and the source files. Let's make it happen. Like let's, let's beef this thing up. That's a quick shot in the arm. Meanwhile, the guys from Declassified and Joe Intel and RAHC guides and myself and the people that have been helping me for years, we're going to keep building. And uh, hopefully we're going to make something beautiful for, for everybody to enjoy. That's outstanding. Awesome. Yo, Joe! <laughs> there, there's, no, there's no chance Paramount pushes this project out like four or five times, right? Oh, well, they're reshooting, Mark. Did you hear the news about this? Yes. Okay, I did. That's okay though. It's are a normal part of the process, so that's uh -huh. a big deal. At least it's not just for 3D this time, right? They're not. Yeah. Uh, such for 3D. Nobody yeah. bought that, right? I saw some guy online who was like, "That's what delayed the last line." No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> it wasn't. I, I. That's what I heard from a guy. Look, look. When when the pandemic shut everything down, they had just finished shooting. So. Yeah, right. reshoot, reshoots have to happen at some point. So, okay, this makes sense. Movie they had just had they only finished like principal photography and kind of no makeup shoots. Is that what you're saying? Like this probably was going to happen anyway. From what I understand, yeah, it's just it's just part of the process for where we are at for a movie with an October release. It's you know March. Yeah, reshoot. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's it is reasonable though for people to be punchy and nervous given what happened to the last movie and the fact that we really have seen nothing and that's that's all pandemic you know handled so that's nobody's fault but if we just could have seen a teaser or something by now or behind the scenes like yeah, on on stage filming or something yeah people I'm, people I'm, would be more calm if we just had a little taste I, I was I was comforted by Larry Hama's words. He he went to Canada and he saw the sets and he was there for some of the filming and he said it was legit and that, that the martial arts fighting scenes were legit. So if Larry's behind it, I'm feeling very comfortable. 
I, I think a lot of people were reading into the, oh, they're doing reshoots. That means they focus group tested it and it must have not gone well. And so now they're trying to change things. And I think that's just people reading into stuff. And, yeah, yeah no, I think you're right. Don't panic. Reshoots are a normal part of the filmmaking process. Yeah. It's just you sit and you're watching what's what's going to be close to your finished product. And maybe a shot doesn't work here. or Maybe a scene doesn't work there. You redo them. That, that's all reshoots are, is just work mm-hmm. that sort of thing around to, to, to give yourself a better pool of, of material to put together your movie. So don't, don't read anything excessively negative into mm-hmm. the fact that reshoots are happening for the Snake Eyes movie. It's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah, we, we are kind of the, the redheaded stepchildren in this one. We're, we're used to getting whipped on this one, aren't we? I'm telling you. That's borderline racist, but we're going to let it go. Literally, I'll allow it. But but look, your 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 giant hat is covering all that hair, so I couldn't tell. Yeah, but I still got no eyebrows, so there's obviously something going on. I figured it was the shadows saving you. Right? You don't look like Odo from Star Trek, so you're good. <laughs> well, that's the nicest thing any woman's ever said to me, so I'll take it. You don't look like Odo from Star Trek. So uh, we're already running pretty long. Our forgiveness, we are going to take a pass on post-sock. We had several letters come to us this week. We will get to those next week. Uh, Same thing with viewer questions. We took some of them when we were talking with Carson. uh, But just hang on to anything that is uh, going forward, uh, and we will get to you the next time around. Uh, We do want to give you a quick moment of progress on the Plug the Damn Show movement. That is us trying to... 500 subscribers uh, so we can give away some G.I. Joe toys. And I've only got one free hand today, but that is uh, classified gung-ho and classified Cobra Commander here. There you go. We're just mm-hmm. Give that away for no particular reason once we get to 500 subscribers. Uh, as you of looked right, at the number? We're at 495. Yes! Come on, people. So close! So if you are watching this film, this this pre- presentation film, uh, and you are not subscribed to our channel, shame on you. And we're sending we're sending Joe Colton uh, to your house to smack you around. Mm-hmm. He might actually like. Okay, so right sending- on the, but not near, near the cot. Not near the not cot. Near the not cot. near the cot. Nowhere near the cot. Right. But uh, yes, yeah, so. We are five away. If this happens before we get to next week's show, the next week's show will be the one where we do the contest to figure out who gets those figures. And, um, of course, once we get to 500, sky's the limit. We have another contest planned for when we get to 1,000. And hopefully, hopefully, oh, my God, please let that go faster than getting to 500 did. (laughs) Um, It'll be fine. Right? Hey, format changes are tough, and we've done okay with ours. So... No, no problems there. I'm, I'm loving the YouTube live streams, man. You guys, yeah. Been doing with it. Uh, you know, I'm usually sitting here doing freelance work, and if it's designer animation, I've got you guys on in the background, and I love listening to you guys on Friday. So I appreciate you guys doing what you're doing. We appreciate that, Carson. Thank you. Should you share us once in a while, would you? Come on, man. Yes, sir. I'm going to share this video right when we get done. Tough <laughs> crowd. Tough crowd. Look, look at him trying to be helpful, and I'm like going more. Yeah, right. More. More. Uh, 
All right, later action figure expert. Thank you guys for all tuning in. I, I know uh, it sounds like this is a longer. It doesn't seem like 90 minutes is longer than you normally go, though, is it? No, we're okay. normally up in the 9,500 range, and we haven't even done shout-outs yet. Gotcha. Well, let, let's go ahead and get to shout-outs. We're even skipping what we got in. <laughs> Nobody yeah. got to it anyway. Um, Mark Weber, give us some shout-outs. I think I'd probably better start with uh, Terry Desard and Philip Donnelly, just in case I overstepped. Cause, uh, cause we love them and uh, we love all the work that they've done. And I love that they're, you know, involved, uh, with our big announcement. I love, I'm going to give a shout out to us for last week saying we'd have huge news this week and we did not, uh, we did not oversell that. So, no. uh, next time we tell you, we got huge news, pay attention. <laughs> Believe uh, it. And, uh, also, uh, to Jamie Sullivan who's selling some unique, well, not unique, but different sized prints for some of his amazing wraparound G.I. Joe covers. And I think he sold out of the ones he was selling via Facebook, but has a wait list going. So we've mentioned him a couple of times because he's, he's had, I mean, all artists have had a tough year, but he had a really rotten bout with COVID. Uh, so if you can help him out, he's one of the, a friend of the show, a great artist and a guy who really gets it. So uh, if you want some killer Joe art, want to help a guy out, check out uh, Jay Sullivan on Facebook. He's got some really cool stuff available. And that's it. Nice. I just pre-ordered his 1982, the OG-13 uh, yeah. kind of setup. And also the Ooh. one that's like all hands on deck, which is basically like every character. So I've got both of those. I'm going to mount them. like Because I, I, I think it's a really cool concept. You get how they started and then what they got to in yeah. two prints that are the same size and these are smaller than the ones he did originally so these are much more manageable for me i can yeah. find enough wall space for these two so i'm excited to get those when he did them originally the, they weren't you know too expensive for what they were but they were like five feet wide right like you mm -hmm. really had to be because you're you're not gonna not frame that right so you're looking at bringing it in and then a couple hundred dollars of frame work and then somewhere to hang it where, you know, it's, it's not going in a closet. You need a place of, uh, of uh, joy, really, to show that off. So yeah. I love that they're offering it at a smaller, uh, I don't say more displayable, but you got more options with it. So yep. good stuff there. So help out. Check out what Jay's got. I think you'll like it. And if you do like it, you know, sign it up. So a, a quick interruption on shout outs. Uh, thanks to our last second guilt tripping. We are now at 500 subscribers. Yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah. That is That's great. Right. That is result. 500. What? Congratulations, guys. For Alice. bending to my guilt-ridden will. <laughs> I'm feeling it tonight. I get. I'm tired. I don't know. Nicely and, done. But uh, it, still, because we're gonna we're gonna give it a week to stay at 500. And yeah. we're still going to do the contest next week. It's going to be a real easy contest to enter. Yes. Don't sweat it. We're, there's just there's enough going on with this one. We don't want to overload it. I don't want to. I don't want to overshadow Carson's big moment. Uh, yes. Moment. For this is yeah. All of our. This is all of our big moment, man. Play with the classified Joe Intel RHC guys, Philip Terry, everybody that is has contributed and is going to keep contributing so that we can all enjoy this resource, man. I never want this to be about me or. 3D Joe's. I mean, yeah, 3D Joe's is the banner we're coming under, but it's not going to happen without everybody being on board and doing hard work, man. There's a lot of hard work ahead. So, you know who your PR wing is. Right. Yeah. Got you guys. 
My family. My what's on Joe Mine family. Gotcha. I don't I don't see him on any other show right now. I mean, right now, right? No. There you go. Eight days ago, somebody was hustling on Carson. That's what. Uh huh. <laughs> Guess what, folks? The line starts there. That's right. <laughs> Joe Colton, what we got for shout outs? Um, well, you guys, obviously, uh, every Friday. I love I love our uh, live stream and our craziness. Um, I want to thank Carson for coming on and giving us the opportunity to release the big news and um, declassified Yojo, uh, Phil, Terry, Chad. Uh, noted uh, author. Noted author, James Cavanaugh um, and uh, Joe Intel. Like, you guys are amazing. Like, I'm so excited for this. So thank you for doing this for the community and like coming together and giving back and giving us something that we've been missing uh, for a little bit. And yeah, I look forward to it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am going to give a shout out to the wrist lock, Wes Whitlock. Because we're sorry. <laughs> Don't stop. He, he, out he, no. I'm so. <laughs> Carson, that poor man's going to divorce me. Um, I, I just want to thank everybody that is, you know, partnering up to help build something bigger than what I ever set out to do. It's it's humbling and and very, very exciting and also daunting because it's a tremendous amount of work. But I feel like with everybody contributing to it, there's no way it can fail and it, it'll be incredible and everybody will get to enjoy it. So thank you to everybody that I've been having these conversations with for, you know, char charting the path forward and we'll move in that direction. Um, I also wanted to say thanks to Paige Wagner because he turned me on to somebody that had a bunch of Griffin Bacall VHS masters for commercials um, from 1987, 1988. And I've been uh, digitizing those like straight to DVD on this little VHS to DVD thing and then uh, and throwing them up on YouTube for everybody to enjoy. And these things are like super high quality. So I've had like the best last couple of weeks, you know, getting these tapes in and digitizing them. And I have been going through and watching all of those, and they are crispy. Aren't they beautiful, man? Oh. Because it's after the 87 commercial. A lot of times, this is the only times we saw them animated. So like Storm Shadow version 2, for example. You're only going to see him animated in these commercials, and these commercials are like so pretty, man. So thank you to Paige um, for looking out for me when he saw those tapes were available. Um, and thank you, uh, obviously, the big announcement. Thank you to everybody that's partnering up to help us make this way bigger than I ever could have. So... Uh I'll, I'll shout outs first to you, Carson. And and on the other end, I was also working on Sam quite a lot this past week. Nice. Just, just getting you guys to, to, to just, just to work, work with into the, the release, the information release schedule so that we could just get you in here first thing and, and shout about this. Uh, we, we're, we're very thankful to, to be a part of that process to, to just help get the word out. And hopefully, you know, everybody obviously who, who watched this and, the live stream already knows everything that's going on, and, and hopefully this gets a, a good run in re-recorded watches, mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, the you know people know what's going on with with three D Joes going forward. Uh, shout out to your entire brain trust on the site there. Uh, fantastic news to Joe and to Mark to Rack Time Rob, the unsung fourth man of the oh, team. Uh, to our sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, let's all sing their theme song, Kokomo Kokomo. 
Kokomo Toys, Kokomo Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Yeah, that's the only the only answer to that is to drink. So Joe Colton has that correct. And uh, of course, a shout, <laughs> shout out to our subscribers, five hundred strong. Uh, five hundred and one. We're 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 making some. Thank you for helping us achieve that one goal. It is the first of many uh, as we move towards rebuilding our media empire. Um, <laughs> such as it is. And uh, to our fans, if you're watching this live, thank you. If you're watching this on recording, thank you too. And um, hey, that, that that's it, man. Anybody got any, any fun last words? Nope. There should be a sign-off like same what's on Joe Mine time, same what's on Joe Mine channel or something. We could give a shout out to 501 people if we got yeah. 502 now. I'd See? like to thank all 502 fans. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun way to update the subscriber count at the end of each episode. That'd be awesome. We just run it like the crawls on TNT. Yeah. And they're like, whatever, 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 whatever. Okay, time for the next movie. So remember here on, on uh, what's on Joe mind on our fabulous YouTube channel, uh, be sure to like our videos to subscribe. You've done a good job of subscribing. Leave a comment down below uh, and set yourself up for notifications so that, you know, every time uh, we go live or put something on, on the channel uh, pretty consistently Fridays at 9 PM. Uh, hopefully very soon we get to, to putting up some more pre-recorded content. And of course, as we have said for, for months, Going back a year now, uh, exercise your freedom of choice and choose to keep yourself safe and everyone around you safe by wearing a mask. Um, limit your time outside. I know that uh, you know vaccinations are becoming a thing now, but right now, less than ten percent of the population has been vaccinated. So we're really not that far, far, much further ahead than we were a couple of months ago in terms of this pandemic. So please continue to be careful. Take care of yourself, uh, and we will get to the end of this much sooner uh, than if you don't. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I thought you had something else on there, Hancho. I, I thought we were. Oh, I, I just I know a guy who got vaccinated. Congratulations! Right, <laughs> it's about time I was first in something. Right. <laughs> who? What's got two thumbs? Glows it. Glows in the dark and got vaccinated. That's it, baby. <laughs> so anyways, for my guest, Carson Metaxas, for my hosts, Joe Colton and Mark Weber, I'm Mike Irizarry. Thanks for tuning in to What's On Joe Mind. We will see you next Friday at 9 o'clock. Uh, thanks again for being here. Yo, Joe. Have a great rest of the weekend. Bye, guys. Have a happy St. Patrick's Day. Be, be safe out there. Oh, yes. Let's give a shout out to the dog who's so well behaved on the couch. <laughs> Killing it. Well, Pastor ben, there you go. Or, or she she figured out a way to dispose of the other one. Right? There can be well, only one. Right? Well, good night, all. Oh, two. <laughs> it's like it's like tribbles. <laughs>